Hello, welcome to Her Crown, a limited audio production celebrating motherhood. I am your host and co-producer, Erica Scott. Her Crown is a 12-part series of stories that focuses on the strength, dedication, love, and sacrifices from a diverse group of mothers. These brave women will share with you their up and down journeys through life. Some of their stories have never been told before. Motherhood is hard, yet rewarding. A mother wears so many hats for so many reasons, but through it all, there is no stopping a mother's love. She is deserving of a crown. Here are their stories. Good morning and welcome to Her Crown. Today with us is Anna. Anna, how are you today? I'm good. <laughs> and Anna is joining us from Houston, Texas. And how's your day going so far? I actually just woke up like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> so your morning is still pretty early. <laughs> yep, still pretty early. I woke up to my son opening the door and saying, buy me some chips, mama. <laughs> and then slamming the door. <laughs> chips for breakfast? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sometimes that's what they want. <laughs> okay, Honest, can you give us a little bit of background about yourself, like who you are, your age, um, your marital status, and the number of kids you have? Yeah, I am 23. Um, I'm a single mom, and I have one son, Jaden, who is three. Now, can you tell us? Uh, anything about your parents, your siblings, and the kind of household which you were raised in? Um, my parents were together the majority of the time. Um, they didn't separate until I was about 15. So at that point, we were just like, all right, go ahead. It's, it doesn't matter. It was, it was really good. It was just uh, getting... Past, uh, I would say, 11 and older, it was just to constantly hear them fighting. It was just like, can y'all just separate already? You know, we'd rather you just do it now so we don't have to hear you fight anymore. Yeah. But when I was a child, everything was great. We still we would go to do Astroworld all together and go on trips all the time. And I think I was more, um, I have a better relationship than, with my mom than I do my dad say but I think that's just because my dad was at work constantly and my mom was at home more all the time. Now what kind of child were you? Were you a crazy child or were you just easy breezy? I would like to say I was just easy breezy <laughs> but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think for myself and my siblings I think we all pretty much just stayed in our room once we moved into our new house, we just liked being in our rooms so and we would just stay to ourselves. So we didn't really do much. I would just go home and go to school, and that was it. It wasn't until I was older, so I would start dating, and I would go out more, but it was still, okay, I know if I want to go somewhere, I have to do this and this and this and this. So then I would make sure I did all that before I can go somewhere. So I guess I was a pretty good kid. I did what I was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> You know, most kids don't get that. Let me do this first, and then I can do that. They're like, let me go do what I want to do first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
can you tell us how old you were and what year was when you first suspected you were pregnant? I was, how old was I? I was 19. I was 19. It was like February. Oh, yeah. I was 19. I had no idea if I was or not because when the time of the month comes, usually all the symptoms that would come with pregnancy, the throwing up and all that stuff would come with my period. So I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to start. This is what this is, and this is so annoying, and I hate it. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, why isn't it coming? <laughs> What's going on? And I was like, no, I'm not. It's just taking forever. Because also, I would have those symptoms sometimes, and then um, I just wouldn't have a period for that month. So it was very irregular, you know, there'd be two months that I didn't have it, a month that I did, another three months that I didn't have it. And I was just like, should go to the doctor, don't want to. So it was, it was like really hard for you to know because you were always up and down for your period anyway. Exactly. So I was just like, no, this isn't it. It's not it. And then I was like, well, maybe, maybe, let me go, <laughs> let me just go get a test. and then. Uh, then I found out that night and I was really excited because it's not like I was really, it's not like him and I were really doing anything to prevent it. It's just from when we had started, not started dating, but from a couple months before we were in the same situation where I was like, wait, am I pregnant? And I was like, no. And then, you know, me being 19, I'm like, oh, you know, well, maybe it's just not going to happen for me ever. So we just won't do anything to prevent it. And I probably won't get pregnant. <laughs> and then, well, it was like eight months later, I finally got pregnant. Oh, I got pregnant. And I was like, so it wasn't like, I didn't, it's not that like I didn't expect it to happen. I was just like, oh, it finally happened. That's great. <laughs> So was the father excited as well? He was excited for the first two hours of knowing. Oh, no. <laughs> and then after that, it was like, no, we can't do this. What, what, you're happy about this? And I'm like, you, was I not the only one doing nothing to prevent this from happening? Did you not know this was going to happen, that this is how things work? Yeah. And he's like, all right, fine, we'll just well, you'll just deal with it yourself. And I was like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I can deal with it. I can deal with it on myself. But then when he thought I was talking to somebody, then he was like, no, that's my child. I want to take care of my child. I want to be with you for my child. So then he was back on being happy that I was having a kid. That's very emotional. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, You know, under the same circumstances, I think I'd be like, you didn't want to be around me when I told you I was pregnant. Don't be around me now. Yeah. Now, how was your parents' reaction to the news? My mom actually found out before my dad, which my dad, I don't even think still knows at this point, but she found out an accident <laughs> because I got the stomach virus and I had to go to the hospital because I couldn't even keep down the water. So when I came home that night with the medicine that they gave me and everything, on the paperwork, it said how pregnant I was, which at that point, I was 17 weeks. 
and I still hadn't oh, told wow. anybody uh, because I wasn't sure. I, I myself thought, okay, we're together. He has a full-time job. I have a full-time job. At that point in our relationship, we were already looking at apartments, and he had a car. So I was like, I think we're doing pretty good. You know, we're both working. It's not like I'm just, I just got pregnant and, like, had no, had no way to support the ch- my child. So I felt like it shouldn't be such a huge issue. Yeah. Um, so the next morning, my mom had come into the room. She was like, how did it go? Oh, let me backtrack. Because before we left the hospital that night, I said, if my mom asks what happened, just tell her. Don't let her see the papers because it says how, how many weeks I am. And we haven't told her yet. And he's like, okay, I will. <laughs> and then she comes into the room in the morning and she's like, and he was living there with me at the time. And she comes into the room and she was like, so how did it go? And he's like, oh, it went fine. The papers are right there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh my I just God. told her. <laughs> I just told you not to show her the papers. <laughs> and he runs to the bathroom to go hide in the bathroom. Really? And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is it. She's going to yell at me. <laughs> and she just opened the door. She's like, what is it that you're pregnant? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she's like, Donald, which is, you know, uh, his name. She's like, Donald, why does it say that she's pregnant? He's like, what? Where? <laughs> and I was like, She's like, how many weeks are you? And I was like, I'll be 17 today. And she just slams the door and goes to work. And I was like, really? Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I, sh- if she's not going to talk to me anymore. <laughs> she's going to make me get out. She's going to kick me out. She's mad at me. She's going to call some- my dad. Then all of me thinking, oh, they shouldn't be mad, just went out the window and I was like, she hates me. <laughs> I was so upset. And then I fell back to sleep because it was like five o'clock in the morning. Wow. I was very emotional. <laughs> I and um, then around like 11, I woke up and I called her and I was like, hey, mom. She was like, and she was just like, why didn't you tell me? I wish you would have told me. She wasn't mad at all. And then I calmed down. And I was like bawling my eyes out. Why are you mad at me? And it wasn't until, that was like on a Friday. It wasn't until the Sunday morning that we told my dad. And she acted like she didn't know. Because <laughs> she thought it would make my dad upset that I told her first and not both of them. So when we told my dad, we pulled them both into the room. And we just said, you know, I'm pregnant. And they're like, are we happy? And I was like, I'm happy. And Donald had said he was happy. So they're like, okay, then we're happy. And that was the simplest thing that about the whole thing. <laughs> they're just like, okay, we're happy. And they're like, okay, we're going to go to the store. And then they left. And see, you spend all that time, like, freaking out on how your parents are going to react. And that's probably like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I know. I was like... My dad's going to, like, question me. He's going to ask, like, well, are you going to stay at your job? Are you going to still live over there? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And he was just like, are we happy about it? And I was like, yes. 
And he's like, okay, then we're happy about it. He's like, okay. <laughs> now, how did your pregnancy go? Did you have any kind of complications or anything? Um, I didn't have any. Oh, no, I'm lying. I did. Um, after I had Jaden, well, during the during my delivery, I didn't have any complications during my pregnancy. I just had a scare one time when I felt like he wasn't moving. Um, but I think that was just me because I went to the hospital, they checked everything. And then of course, as soon as they hooked me up to everything, then he starts moving like crazy. <laughs> and they're like, well, he seems fine. And I'm like, okay, it's just me. Then. <laughs> Sorry, I wasted your time for two hours of me telling you that he doesn't, I feel like he's not moving. I don't think it's a waste well, it's of time. I it's, couldn't feel him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you always want to make sure your baby's okay, so I don't think it's a waste. And I don't even think they would consider it a waste. You know, it's better safe well, than sorry. I just felt like they were being rude because they were like, well, did you drink orange juice? Did you drink some ice water? You know, things that would make him move around. And I was like, no, I didn't. Because I didn't think of it. I just got off of work. And I didn't usually at work. He's moving so much because I was working at Taylor's at the time. So I was moving all over the place, walking around the store all the time. So he was moving the whole time. And that day he wasn't moving at all, really. And so I went from work to the hospital because I was, I was, I worked from like nine to nine that day. So that was a long time that I didn't feel him move. They're like, what well, did you do this? Well, did you do that? And I was like, no. They're like, well, you should have done that before you came here because he probably would have started moving. And I was like, rude. Look. But how are you supposed to know that? Here for. <laughs> yeah, like, no one knows that. We don't work in the medical field. <laughs> like, I know. Like, how do I know that? <laughs> and they're like, you could have eaten something a little bit spicy, could have had some ice cold water, could have drank some orange juice, something that was sweet. I was like, I just got to work. I just came over here because the whole, like, 12 hours that I was working, he wasn't moving. Can you just check me, please? <laughs> now, speaking of um, pregnancy, did you have any kind of cravings while you were pregnant? I did. I had three. At the most. That's three that I can remember, at least, that stand out to me because I know those three things that I craved, I wanted them. When I did, I wanted them for the whole week <laughs> or longer because I don't remember. <laughs> but I craved um, a Frito pie. And what exactly is a Frito pie? A Frito, it's like nachos except Fritos. So it's just the, the you could keep it in the bag, the little bags of Fritos. You could pour the chili and cheese in there. Or put it on the plate. I usually ate it out of the bag because it was, you know, it's already something to hold it in. So <laughs> is it open the bag and you put the chili and cheese and you close it and you shake it up and then you eat it. <laughs> so is it kind of like a walking taco, except for like it doesn't have What's the a lettuce. Walking taco. <laughs> um, a walking taco is. You get Doritos and you get hamburger meat, like taco meat, and you get cheese, mm -hmm. lettuce, and tomato, and you put it in like the Dorito little Dorito bag, and 
You, you really? Did? See, yeah. I had that on a plate, but not in the bag. So I didn't know it was called a walking taco. Yeah. So and it's so oh, interesting cool. to hear. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting to hear these different things. But I guess you could use Fritos for those, too, if you didn't want it to be cheesy. But yeah, so that's um a walking taco. And it's so that's weird good. to know that's, that you've I've never heard that. that. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you crave? I craved um, a watermelon. I had, I was working at a daycare at the time and watermelon is what I would eat in like the gallon bags. I would just chop up the whole thing the night before, throw it in there, which was always half the watermelon. If it, if you didn't know it fits in a gallon bag. Really? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so I would eat it for breakfast and then I would eat part of it for lunch and I would eat part of it on the way home. And then I would eat some, I would eat some for dinner with whatever else I thought I should eat since <laughs> my child needs more food than watermelon. <laughs> There's a lot of good I things in watermelon. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. I'd eat it all the time again if I could. Well, if I know how to pick a watermelon. <laughs> I don't know how to pick a watermelon. I honestly do. I know that you're supposed to like look and see if there's like a flat spot, I think, or you're not supposed to. It's either you want one with it or you want or you don't want one with it. I never know. My husband or you, like, says knock it, on it or something. Yeah, my husband says it should be flat and yellow on one side, and then you knock on it, it should sound hollow. But I don't know. Like I can knock on twenty watermelons. I'm like I don't know what sounds ripe. <laughs> I know you know how loud grocery stores are. Yeah. I can't knock and hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and being black, like I've had people come to me in the store and like, can you pick me out a watermelon? I literally have, and I'm like. <laughs> I don't know how to pick out a watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) I literally have had people say that to me. (laughs) That's so bad. (laughs) Like, like just because I'm black doesn't mean I know how to pick out a watermelon. (laughs) I'm like, look, I know just as much as you, which is nothing. I think everyone loves watermelon, (laughs) to be honest. Yes. It's really good. Did you crave anything else? I craved... Um, snow cones. I really liked Piccadilly's. Piccadilly's were so good. What in the world is a Piccadilly? <laughs> a Piccadilly is a snow. It's the regular snow cone, and they hollow out the center and put chopped pickles in it, <laughs> and they put chamoy. Uh, I don't really know how to describe chamoy, and tajin, which is like a spice, a Mexican spice that spicy which I don't like either of those so I just get it with just the pickles but um they put that in the center of the snow cone and that's a piccadilly that sounds totally gross and I love pickles <laughs> <laughs> I mean I cannot even it's, picture having like a spicy icy pickly dessert or <laughs> Do you consider see, it I can't. I can't see the spice part, which is why I get it without the spiciness. But I love it with just the pickle. It's really good. I like the. I like grape, strawberry, and cherry are good with the pickle. I've tried some other flavors, and with some other flavors, it's nasty. I can't even and, picture a f- a fruit with a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have heard And of... one of the things with piccadilly, you have to eat it, like, as soon as you get it, because if the ice starts to melt or you leave the pickle in there too long without eating it out, or with, like, eating the pickle with it, then the whole snow cone, like, the whole snow cone will start to taste like pickle, and that is where it gets gross. <laughs> I wouldn't want a pickle snow cone. That just seems so odd to me. <laughs> so it only tastes like pickle if you eat the pickles. Other than that, it doesn't like seep through. Right. Yeah. Because you because when you first get it, it's just the chopsticks in the middle. So you know you scoop a little bit of snow cone, you grab a piece of the pickle, and you eat it, and you taste the sweetness, and then you taste the sour of the pickle. Um. But you know, like, okay, this is snow cone part. This is the pickle part. And but if like there's times where I wasn't finished with it, but I had to drive or something. So I would let it sit there or I'd put it in the freezer for later. And then I would come back to it and the whole thing tastes like pickle. And you couldn't taste the snow cone flavor at all. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> that's messy. <laughs> that is just weird to hear the different things that are in different areas. <laughs> I have heard of, though, like um, people who put pickles in like Kool-Aid flavors. And so like, I've I seen, would not try that. No, I think that's disgusting. And I mean, I've seen the pickle like totally pink from like a flavor mm -hmm. of Kool-Aid. And I'm like, that is disgusting. I don't like sweet pickles. So maybe that's why I just find this totally disgusting. Because... I mean, see, but it, with, with the piccadilly, it doesn't make the pickle sweet. It just adds to it. So you taste the two differences? This Does that make sense? Something I definitely think I would have to try. <laughs> Absolutely. Like the the, the Kool-Aid pickles, I, like, I feel like I could try. Uh, my mom said that she used to get like the pickle spears and dip it in the powder and just bite it like that. I think that I could try. But like having them soak in the Kool-Aid where they turn a different color, that just grosses me out. The whole thing grosses me out, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, how did your delivery go? Can you take us back to the delivery room and let us know who was all present and how everything went? I actually didn't know I was going to have Jaden that day. I thought I was just going in for another appointment. Um, I went to my appointment at like 9.30 that day. Uh, no, the Friday before, I had also gone for an appointment. And they're like, oh, you're, you're haven't dilated at all. It'll probably be another week. And I was like, okay, great. So, cause that was my due date. That Friday was my due date. And I was like, oh, great. Okay. So I guess he's just going to hang out. <laughs> so then over the weekend I was walking and walking. I went to the, to the big mall uh, nearby and I walked for like two hours. And then um, Sunday I told myself, Okay, every time you get up, you're going to do like 10 squats. <laughs> really? I want this baby out. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I didn't get up often because <laughs> I was going to lay in bed. But when I did get up, I did the 10 squats. And then that the next day, Monday morning, that was my appointment at 930. And I went and I was in so much pain. But I was like, maybe it's just, I overdid it. I think I just overdid it. And they're like, well... You're four centimeters dilated, so we're going to go ahead and move you to the labor and delivery floor because you're going to have them today. Wow. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, he's coming today? Like, today, today? 
He's like, yeah, you'll probably have him, you know, later tonight. And I was like, okay. Oh, sure. <laughs> but then at the same time, because it was so hard for me to walk that I was, <clears throat> Donald was standing in front of me and I had to hold on to his waist and lean over to just walk comfortably without it like hurting so much. And so at the same time, I was like, eh, I'm scared. And I was like, okay, finally just get him out of me. <laughs> yeah. Cause it hurts so much. Um, so then they wheeled me to the labor and delivery floor. We got all settled. Um, everybody was, ev- I had everybody going in and out of the room. So it was my mom, my dad, Donald, my sister, my aunt and uncle, uh, Donald's dad and his stepmom and his aunt and his cousins and they his came, stepsisters. <laughs> they they were in the room or just in the waiting room? They were in the room. Oh they, my God. In my room, they had like a small like L couch. So once they hooked me up to everything, I was just sitting there for like a good two hours first before they like did any water breaking epidural or anything like that. So everyone was just coming in and sitting down to say hi and that's how I was doing. Because um, I wasn't having very strong contractions at the time. So it was still, I was still okay to see people. I wasn't like, get out of here. I don't want to see you <laughs> yeah. yet. Yet. <laughs> so everybody was coming in and out. And then they took everybody out so they could break my water. And that was, I think around 11.30, like 11.45, 11.30. They broke my water. And then they said I was five centimeters. So I was like, okay. So I just laid there. I was actually watching Grey's Anatomy because I love that show. (laughs) I was watching that on the TV. And then my mom showed up. She hadn't been there. I heard. Uh, she hadn't been there yet. She had left work. She was leaving work. She got there and she brought food for everybody. And at that point, I was getting frustrated because I hadn't eaten breakfast that morning. And then I couldn't eat anymore after that. I couldn't eat anymore because now I was in labor and they weren't letting me eat. And I was like, you're just going to eat all this food in front of me like that. <laughs> That's so rude. That is rude. <laughs> I was like, mm, you're lucky. It's something that I don't like because she got everybody Jack in the Box and I really don't like Jack in the Box. I was like, you're lucky. It's something that I don't like. I'd be so mad. I'd be even more mad right now. Uh. So everybody finished eating finally <laughs> and everybody went out to the waiting room and it was just uh, Donald and my mom. It was just Donald and my mom in the room and then my contraction started to get stronger and I was I I think when they came in to check me I was like six and a half or like seven closer to seven um so they asked if I wanted the epidural and I was like please so they had them leave um and they gave me the epidural and that I was like I think I I I was scared when they first kicked everybody out of the room, so like, I don't want anybody, I want, you know, somebody in here. 
with me. They're like, no, you can't for, you know, safety purposes, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay. But um, the anesthesiologist that was doing the epidural, it was so funny. He was making all these jokes, and he just made me feel so much better. Because um, he was like, do you know that there's this new word, bay? Do you know what it means? And he started making all these jokes about it. And and then all I felt was the pinch, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I was like there it is. <laughs> that was it. Okay. And then it was over, and I was like, okay, that wasn't too bad, I guess. <laughs> he kind of snuck the needle in my back, but okay. <laughs> Great distraction. Yeah. And then that was over and my mom and Donald came back in and I was still in pain because it hadn't, you know, started yet. So I was just like, I told them when they came in, I was like, I just want it super quiet, please. And so they were like, okay. So Donald's just there on his phone and my mom is sitting there and then, then she starts, then she's on Facebook and then she starts playing videos on Facebook. And then she turns it up because she can't hear it. And I'm like, Mom, can you turn it down? She's like, oh, so now you're going to be all rude. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Who's in labor? Who's the one that's pushing out a child? Just turn down your video, please. <laughs> like, she should know. <laughs> like, I was like, and then I irritated. just asked you to be quiet. Please. <laughs> she's like, well, I can't hear it. <laughs> So she put on her headphones, and I was very happy after that. <laughs> and then uh, Donald had everybody coming in and out of the room after that. He was having his family come in. My cousins were coming in, I think. I really don't remember. But I know people were coming in and out, and I was just knocked out. I was asleep. Really? I, it, the epidural, I remember I, was, I kept laughing because I could feel my left foot somewhat my right foot I couldn't feel at all so when I thought in my in my head okay I'm gonna move my foot a little bit my foot just started flapping <laughs> and I thought that was the funniest thing so I just kept doing that I was like look at my leg and I would just go flap 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 with my leg <laughs> and I was like oh my god I can't even feel it <laughs> so after I was doing that when my like my sister was in the room and stuff I went to sleep. <laughs> That's when I went to sleep. And I just knocked out until, I want to say about then, it was about noon, so I knocked out until 7. So I slept a good, and I kept, I mean, I kept waking seven up. And I night? kept hearing. So 7 at night. Oh, my God. I kept hearing when people were coming into the room, and they would wake me up to, like, move me this way, move me that way, and I would just go back to sleep. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone talk about being asleep and they're in labor. <laughs> that's why I said it was like, that's what I'm saying. It, for me, it was so easy. I, I felt like it was so easy. Um, you slept right through it. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I slept till about seven and then they were like, okay, um, we're going to check you again. And I was like, okay, they're like, okay. Uh, you're crowning, so we're going to have you close your legs because we're going to have the doctor come from the other building, which was, it was literally the building right next to it, but we had to give some time to get over there. I was like, uh, what? Okay. I was half asleep here. And uh, your baby like, started okay. to come out. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I just closed my legs and they were like, 
they're like, okay. And I'll, they're like, do you feel the urge to push? And I'm like, honestly, I feel like I'm still asleep. So no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so happy at that point because the nurse that um, had started the day with me, she was like, I promise you by the time my shift is over, you will have your son. And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to be here forever. <laughs> and um, when they were telling me that I was going to have to, that we're going to practice, do a couple practice pushes. Um, she came back in and she was like, I told you that you would have him. And she's like, well, my shift is over now. And this is your new nurse. And um, I'll be back in the morning to check on you. She's like, I'm so happy. I was able to help you move, move you, moving me around so that he would start to move down. Um, and I was like, yay. No. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Um, so we did like three practice pushes and then when, uh, my doctor came in, I did three more pushes and he came out. <laughs> oh my God. That is easy. <laughs> they did have to cut me though. They did cut me twice, I think, yeah. but I only pushed three times and then I was, you know, so he came out and everything and I was like, why is it he making any noise? And they're like. Uh, they really did, they said themselves I don't know because like they were like flicking his foot and he was his eyes were open and he was looking at them but he wasn't crying so they were like flicking it no he didn't he didn't want to cry <laughs> <laughs> they're like I could see them flicking his foot and they're like patting his butt and he was just like looking at them like why are you doing that <laughs> <laughs> he didn't cry until um like one of the ladies she like started like wiggling his arm a little bit and he was like eh. and that was it he just went eh. and I was like okay he's alive <laughs> and I was cr- and I just started crying <laughs> I started crying and then his dad started crying and then when he stopped crying I was like that was it <laughs> that's all he cried <laughs> that, that's pretty easy pregnancy I would say right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have never heard something so simple. <laughs> you got to sleep. You only pushed three times. Your baby didn't cry. <laughs> it was really easy. That's why I said, I, that's why I'm saying, like, I'd do it again, but I'd rather not. <laughs> You're not going to experience that again. You're so right. It's not going to happen. <laughs> now, um, was your baby healthy? Did you have any problems with him? Everything was great. He was perfectly fine. Um, I think the only thing that I didn't enjoy was they had cut me uh, for him to come out. And then they took so long after, uh, and, you know, we do this, they do this, you know, they, you do the skin to skin, but I had been doing skin to skin for two hours and his dad wanted to hold him and they wouldn't let him hold him. Why? Because they wanted me to do skin to skin. That's like crazy. And I was like, well, and I, I was just like, okay. So when the nurse left the room, I was like, dude, just take off your shirt and you're going to do this because you want to do it. And I feel bad yeah. that he's been here and you haven't even been able to hold him at all. So I was just like, just take off your shirt. I was like, you do your skin to skin. So he was holding him and a different nurse had come in and she was like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. And then the nurse that, originally was there for when I had pushed is like 
I had said that you needed to hold him. And I was like, and I don't think it's fair that he can hold him for like 10 minutes. I was already frustrated. I was like, I don't, I don't feel like it's such a problem that he can hold him for like 10 minutes, if even that. But he wants to hold him. And so the other nurse was like, that's completely fine. He's doing skin to skin. Yeah, that's so weird. So, so I don't know what was going on with the nurse that was in there because the other nurse said that it was fine. She's like, that's fine because he's doing skin to skin and his body is just as warm. And then, so he only had her for like 10 minutes and then he gave him back to me and I was holding him. So I don't see what the big deal was with the other nurse. And yeah. he was frustrated. And then I didn't like her. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Now, were you a working mom or were you a stay-at-home mom? I worked up until I had Jaden and then I was going to go back to work after the six weeks. But when Jaden was about 23 days, um, he got sick. And I wasn't sure what it was, but I knew because I had just been working at a daycare. And so I was seeing when the babies were getting sick, what they look like and everything. And this just looked a lot worse. And it was just his face visually looked a lot worse than I feel like it should have if he was sick. So I kept taking him to the doctor and I kept taking him to the hospital. But they were like, no. <clears throat> they were like, no, he's, you know, everything's fine. And I was like, okay. And I would take him back again because um, then this one night he had coughed and there was a little bit of blood. Oh. And I was like, nope, nope, I'm taking him. Like, we're going right now. And my mom was like, maybe with this or maybe this happened. And I was like, no, I'm going. So I took him. And they were like, well, he has a little bit of uh, pneumonia, but if I give him, but we're going to prescribe him this and this will be fine. Just um, take him to his doctor in the morning. I was like, okay. I was mad because we had, because they were, you know, discharging us. But I was like, whatever. Yeah, he's only 23 days old. Yeah, that's why I I was so frustrated. So then we went to, so, you know, we went home the next morning. First thing in the morning, I just went to the doctor, didn't make an appointment. I just went um, at 8 o'clock when they opened, and I showed her the paperwork. I told them what they said, and she was like, do you see his lips? She was like, they're slightly purple, which means he's having problems breathing, and they're going to send him home. Because she was like, he can barely, like, he's barely breathing right now. And I was like, what? I was so mad. So they did a breathing treatment on him, and then... She herself walked us back down to the emergency room because we're at the same hospital. She walked us back down to the emergency room and I watched her yell at the doctor that sent us home. (laughs) Good for her. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) She yelled at the doctor that sent us home and um, they put us back into a triage room and um, they hooked him up to everything and then they transferred us to Memorial Herman Children's in the medical center, um, which was, is one of the bigger hospitals here in Houston. Um, and they found like E. coli in his blood, oh no, in his urine. And, um, and then he had the pneumonia and all this other stuff. And, 
he ended up being there for two weeks. So this baby was sick, sick. Yeah. And, you know, when you get, every time you see another doctor, a new doctor, a new nurse, they ask you, you know, how did you end up here? What happened? Where did you take them? And that's from the whole thing again, you know, we went to the emergency room. They saw this. They saw this. They sent us home. And every time they were frustrated that they sent us home, and I was like, exactly. So who is that doctor that sent us home? Because I feel like everybody should go talk to him. Because if all of y'all think that he shouldn't send us home, why did he send us home? Mm-hmm. That made me so frustrated, and I didn't want to go to that emergency room anymore. So they found all that stuff, and it just broke my heart because they had to do well having seeing him hooked up to everything with him only being that young you know it already made me upset and then they did like a spinal tap and they had to take me out of the room because they didn't want me in there then they kept having to take blood and then they kept having to have him hooked up to the IVs and he was only you know he was only this 23 days old and I was just like how long is this going to be that we're here? That's very scary. And then um, when everything cleared up and they figured out the right uh, antibiotics to put him on, they went ahead and put him on the antibiotics and we were there for a couple more days. And they, uh, and then at that point, they had figured out that it might be because of at the E. coli port, they weren't sure what happened with that. I wasn't sure. Um, they think it could have been because my my mom, a couple of days after he was born, my mom invited all these people over to hold him, which I didn't want. I when everybody went over, I would say I stayed in my room, and I kept telling her to bring him back to me, just because. I was like, he's only a couple of days old. Why am I going to want all these people to keep holding him? Mm-hmm. He's going to get sick. And then what happens? He got sick. So they think it was just somebody didn't hold her, didn't wash their hands as soon as they should, and they touched his hands, and he put his hands in his mouth. So that was the thing with the E. coli. And then with the pneumonia, they think it's that he eats too fast. Mm. So he was on a feeding tube after that until he was about five months old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because we kept going back for a swallow study. We went back probably over two months from when we left also um, for a swallow study, and he was failing the swallow studies because it would keep going into his lungs. So he had to stay with the feeding tube until he was about five months when he passed. Um, the swallow study, and he finally was able to get the tube out. So that's why I didn't go back to work because I couldn't take him with me because I worked in uh, in the infant room at a daycare, but they had said that they would move me to a different room so that we wouldn't be in the same room, but then I couldn't go because he couldn't go with the tube and everything. So I just had to stay home, and I ended up uh, just staying at home with him for the next two years <laughs> yeah. until until his dad and I completely decided that we weren't going to be together 
So we stopped living with each other so that I had to get a job. Now, does he have a relationship with your son today? Yes. He still gets him. He gets him every other weekend. There's some days if he has some if if he has stuff going on when it's like during the week or if it's my weekend and he has stuff going on that he wants him to go to, he'll just ask and I see him I see Jaden every day, so I'm just like, Yeah, go ahead, take him. I don't argue with him about it. When it comes to him wanting to pick him up and it's my time. I I you know, I see Jaden every day. If you want more time with him, take that time with him. Mhm. I'm not going to fight you on it. I'll fight you on, if you're not seeing him, then I will argue with you until you come see him. But I'm not going to fight you on wanting to spend time with him. And I commend you on that because there's a lot of women who won't do that. Um, sometimes they're petty. And yeah. <laughs> they were mad. <laughs> yeah, because they're mad at them. They don't want them to see the child. But you're hurting the child. You're not... You know, in that process, they don't think about what that is affecting your child. That's his father still. Yeah. And I think, I think for us, it's kind of the opposite. Because when he would get mad at me, he, he would be like, I'm not going to go pick him up. Well, what is that going to, what is that going to do for me? That's not doing anything to me. You're hurting him. And he's like, no, it's hurting you because I know you want me to see him. And I'm like, okay, but in the long run... <laughs> I'll be the one with a better relationship with him and he'll hate you because you never wanted to come see him. Exactly. So I think you need to rethink it a little bit more <laughs> before you make these decisions. Good thing you're letting him see the light. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what you're saying doesn't make any sense. It's not smart, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, how's your son today? Is he healthy today? Yes. After the, luckily and thank God and that's been the only issue that I've ever had with Jaden's health it's been smooth sailing after that besides that you know he has allergies it's just regular things going on and then with all of this scariness yes today now do you think because he had um, pneumonia at such a young age you think that helped contribute to the allergies he has today I never thought about that. <laughs> it could. I mean, but I also didn't, I don't know if allergies work that way, but I also didn't realize that I have really bad allergies until I was like 20 years old. I was like, maybe I get like this when the seasons change because I have allergies. Yeah. Because I have really bad allergies. <laughs> I mean, allergies can come at any time of your life. So, like, yeah. you, my daughter used to be able to eat peach, peaches, and she says now she eats them. It, like, makes her lips swell, and now she's allergic to peaches. So it is kind of weird how that works. <laughs> now, is Jaden potty trained? He is. Uh, he is potty trained. Luckily, when I started working again, well, first I started working at um, the hospital that I had him at. I was working at the gift shop. And then after that, I moved into, I moved to start working at a daycare and they're really good at helping with potty training. Um, That's a blessing. So, yeah. So I was um, trying to get him potty trained here at home and they were helping with their at school. Although when we finally started going, I had already been trying for the longest, but um, I wanted to 
with him, I just wanted to touch and go on it, kind of. So I would try to get him to use the potty for like a week. And then if he stopped or he would get annoyed with it, I just wouldn't bother him about it for like another a week or two. And then I would try again. Because it was also the thing where when I was working at the hospital, I was trying to potty train him. And then whoever was watching him when I went to work wasn't keeping up with it. Yeah. They would just stick the, the pull up on him and, you know, deal with that. They wouldn't try to take him to the bathroom or anything. So it was just kind of pointless for when the hours that I would be gone, nobody would try to get him to use the bathroom. But as all the time that I was home, I would. So they would just backtrack everything. So I didn't really put a big focus on it until I did start working at um, the daycare and he started going to daycare. Um, and then when he saw other kids trying to use the body, he just jumped on board with it. He was just like, all right, this is what I'm going to do now. And <laughs> and the, the funny thing was that I taught him to pee standing up. I showed him this is how you're going to pee. And so at school all the little boys sat down in the toilets. And then when he started daycare, the teachers, uh, which would happen, I was also friends with the teachers that, that he ended up having. They were like, oh my gosh, you know, you taught him how to pee standing up and now all the other little boys are seeing him and now that's how they're peeing, which helps us so much more because now oh, they're not peeing amazing. all over the floor. <laughs> Yeah, my... like they would sit down and not hold themselves down to pee in the toilet. They would just let it pee all over the place. So that like now they're peeing the right way because he showed them, no, you do it like this. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, why would you be so smart? <laughs> <laughs> See, when my son was little, it was like a pee guard on the potty where uh-huh. it was like a, like an upside down U shape that was up on the potty yeah. so like when he peed it would just hit that and go into the potty chair but we did try with the cheerios you know aim at the cheerios <laughs> and i was in that and i didn't even try with cheerios or anything like that i was just like no you just stand up and you pee right there over there and he's just like okay and then he started peeing like that and i was like well dang that was easy Wow, you do have a very easy child it seems like yeah <laughs> you know besides for that you know, touch and go, scary situation. Um, this is like, he's making parroting look like a breeze. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, what is... Until now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, how is your relationship with your parents? Do you, does your parents ever have an influence on how you raised your son? Um, I really liked I do keep in mind a lot of the things that they did when they were raising us. Like, if you want to do this, you have, you have to make sure you do that, which I did. And I'm not going to throw him under the bus, but I do see a lot of the things that they messed up with, with my brother, um, with the way that he's come to be. So I do try to think back a lot, like, okay, when he was doing this, what did they do? So I could not do that because I feel like that, is sort of the reason why he ended up the way he did. And I, and it makes me so mad because they're, they're like, you hate your brother so much. And I don't hate him. Of course. I just don't claim him. 
<laughs> but uh, they're like, you hate your brother so much, Jaden's going to end up just like him. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Because I see what you did wrong. And I'm going to do everything in my power that I can to hopefully prevent that. Yeah. Because, I, I, you know, my parents were, they told, I don't know if they told all of us everything, but I know they told me a lot. So when one of them would get mad at the other one, they would tell me, oh, your mom did this and she did blah, blah, blah. And your dad did this and he did blah, blah, blah. So I, was, I felt like I was always in the middle. Like I knew, well, not in the middle of their fights, but I knew everybody's side. Yeah. And I knew like when one of them would punish him, the other one wouldn't and would give him, like if my brother, if they took my brother's phone, my mom would turn around and give it back to him when my dad wasn't there. Things like that. That I was like, okay. And that's why he is the way he is now. I feel. Um, so when it comes to things like that, it does influence me a lot because I really want to try to prevent him feeling entitled. Yes, I know I give him a lot and I do spoil him, but I also will stand my ground with, no, I said you can't do this or no, I said you can't do that and you're not going to do it or you're going to, you know, you're going to go sit on your bed. You're going to go to timeout. You're going to do whatever I said. Because I don't want it to be, no, I said you're not going to do this. Okay, fine, go ahead and do it. Yeah. I don't want it to, I don't want it to be like that. Because there's a lot of kids now that they do, they have, they feel entitled, like you owe them something. And you sit there like, why the heck do you feel that way? And I I think you're right. You like, I used to say like, because I've had friends and you know, they would give their kids at six years old, you have an iPhone or you have an iPad. And I'm like, okay, I can understand some things with iPad, but I'm like, why does a six-year-old need an iPhone? I'm like, when you spoil <laughs> your kids and you give them all these crazy things, they're going to feel like they deserve to have other things. They're not going to work for it because you keep giving them these ex- these expensive things i'm like so what are you going to give them when they're 16 years old like if they're getting an iphone at six years old what about when they're 16 they're going to expect you to get them a car <laughs> like you're not teaching yeah. your kids the best things like oh my goodness like no kid <laughs> i think that young needs a phone like that yeah and i think it's hard for me to really explain it because like i do i do spoil Jaden a lot but also even at this age, he's like, I want to help with the laundry. Can I put the clothes in the washer? Can I put the clothes in the dryer? Are you cleaning? <laughs> oh, can I help you? And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, help me. That's <laughs> Please good. help me. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I'll i take away, you know, he, he, he has a phone that he'll play games on, like when we're in the car, where he gets bored and when he's just sitting at home. But I'm like, no, give it to me. And he gives it to me, and it's not an argument. The only argument we have is him getting in the bathtub. <laughs> so I'd rather, I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, do you have any fears as a mother? Um, everything. <laughs> I fear everything. Yeah. Um, right now, it's this 
virus that's going around because I also work around a bunch of children and I'm more than scared than anything to bring something home or for my, or for Jaden to catch anything at school. And then it's, um, I, right now too, it's more of a, an emotional thing, but I do fear, um, his dad wanting to do things together as a family, because even though we haven't been together, like since Jaden's, since before Jaden's first birthday, we weren't together and we haven't been together for any of his birthdays. And each year he acts like we have been, um, he wants, he wants to stop doing things together as a family when it comes to big functions like Jaden's party or Easter and things like that. Cause even though we have a child support agreement, I'd rather do it together. So Jada can see we don't hate each other. We can still do things together and you still have pictures of both of us together for these holidays. And now he's, well, we're not together. So I don't want to do anything together. Well, why not? It's not about you. It's not about how you feel. I'm sorry that you're upset that I don't want to be with you, but suck it up because he wants to see us together. And I know he wants to see us together. And I know he likes when we're together. And if you can be there for an hour when you really don't want to, even just the hour, that would make him really happy. Yeah. And I just need you to do that. I just need you to put your feelings aside so that we can all be together for Easter or for his birthday and not have two separate parties and have two separate this and that because there's no reason to. There's no reason besides you being upset about me not wanting to be with you and which is nothing to do with him. So don't make it something to do with him. And that's, that's so good because there are not a lot of people that think that way. So I think in a way he should be blessed that you still want him to be so much involved in his life as a family unit, even though you're not a family together. So I think that's very good that you're doing that. Thank you. Now, um, is there anything in today's society that has impacted you or your family lives? I know you're Hispanic and I know your your child's father is black. Have you faced any backlash from society because you're with you were with a black man? Um no. Luckily, no. I haven't um had any issues, but I do I am nervous as Jaden gets older. Um what could come what I would have to not expect hopefully I don't want to expect anything but just be prepared for God forbid anything comes about um, especially since there was the whole thing with the cops cops and uh, people feel and uh, everything about Black Lives Matter all of that that's what I fear for Jaden all the same things I fear that Maybe someday somebody will, um, I don't know, he'll be put in that situation and I just want to do everything I can to prevent anything from happening and just to let him know 
that, which I don't know how right now he feels like the police are a bad thing at three years old. And that's what I don't want. I don't want him to think police are a bad thing. And it is hard because you see that so much lately in the news. And then, which I don't know how it came about that literally right now at three years old, he gets scared because he's like, the police are going to come get me. And I was like, what? Who even told you that? No, they're not. But then it it turns around because it's weird because he's like, because then he sees a police officer and he's like, I want to be a police officer. I want to be a cop because, you know, he's also three years old. (laughs) But when it comes to him, like, saying that he's scared of them, I'm just like, why? Like, who told you to be scared of them? Who said that they're a bad thing? Where did you hear that? Because I never say that. I know nobody that lives with me, and I know nobody. It never comes up as a conversation that I know of at school, at his school or anything. That the police are a bad thing. So that's one of my fears is that he thinks that the police are a bad thing. And because of everything that's gone on, but I also don't understand how he understands that to say that they're a bad thing. You know, and, you know, there's such a, in in this world we have today, I feel like there's so much hate that we have to, not us in general, but there's so much hate towards anyone of any ethnicity, if you're not white. I feel like, you know, you have so many people now, like, let's build a wall and keep all the Mexicans out. And then, you know, you have, everyone thinks that black people are thugs and, you know, or everyone thinks that um, if you're Middle Eastern, you're a terrorist. You know, the world that we live in today is scary. And I think it's very sca- sad that at three years old, your son is thinking these things. And, you know, maybe someone has been exposed to those kind of things and, ha- you know, and is letting him know. So it is very sad. I don't think children that young should know these things. So that is very concerning to find that out at three years old. He's got a fear of the police. Yeah. And I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I'm with him every day, except, you know, when his dad has him, and I don't know how that happened. And I know, well, I feel that I don't think his dad would say anything, but his dad also just speaks without thinking that at Jaden's age, she doesn't understand what he's saying when he does. So maybe it would come up, come up that way because he has been arrested, but that was only like, because he had to take a hidden case where his registration wasn't valid or whatever that had to do with his car. Nothing like he did. So it's just something stupid. Yeah. Like he had a ticket he didn't pay for the second time. He had a ticket he didn't pay for because he didn't know he had a ticket. And the third time his registration was expired. So he was there for less than an hour before somebody (laughs) went to go get him. (laughs) So as much as he says, oh, yeah, I went to jail. I'm like, "Uh, did you really? No. (laughs) You're what in a holding cell for like five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, your aunt literally met you there. Your dad met you there by the time you got there. Your dad was there before you. God. 
<laughs> now, can you tell us how motherhood has changed your life? I feel like it made me grow up so quick. I mean, I felt like I was already pretty mature. I'm going to be honest. I feel like I was pretty mature for my age. Um, and I feel like it just advanced it more, I guess you could say. And it made me think about everything from both sides and from Jaden's side. So I think that's why it's so, um, it's so crazy that I can think, okay, you know, well, I know that you see it this way and this is how I see it, but you should do it this way because it's how Jaden's going to see it. And I know, I, you know, if I was any younger, I'd be like, I don't care how anybody else is going to see this, how I want it, this is how it's going to get done. And for me now to be able to think of it in all these different ways and to come to the, you know, like come to the conclusion that even though it's not, it's going to make me happy and this isn't going to make him happy, but it'll make Jaden happy. But this is the way that it should be done. I don't know. It just changed a lot of this. It changed a lot for me. It made me realize, okay, even though I would love to stay with his dad, I don't need to deal with all the things that I've dealt with. And as much as I felt like I wasn't strong enough to do it by myself, I am strong enough to do it by myself. And I can get a job. And I can finally get my first car at, you know, 22 years old because I did it for me. I did it for myself. I did it for Jaden and I so that we don't have to keep asking for rides. And it's crazy because recently, you know, I've had friends that are in the same situation that I was in when I finally decided, you know, I'm not dealing with this stuff with Donald anymore. I don't need to. I'm better than this. I deserve better than this. I don't have to deal with that. As much as he tells me and other people tell, or other people have mentioned that you wouldn't be able to do it on your own. Here I am doing it on my own. Look at me. So to help, you know, some of the friends that I've been recently to show them or to tell them, look, you have this, 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 and this. And I didn't have any of that when I left Donald. You have these things, which means you were already starting off better off than I did. So you can do better with yourself than the situation that you're in. So don't think, you know, no, I have to because, you know, he helps me with this and he helps me with that and he helps me with that. And I was like, okay, but this is what you could do. You could do this and this, and this person could help you with this. And you also have this. And explaining all of that, when could I have ever have done that besides now? Yeah. And to help them realize that they can do things also by themselves and to not stay with this person that's toxic for them just blows my mind that I can even help in general. And I think that's so good for your son to see because he doesn't need to grow up to, to think that that's okay, um, that a relationship like that is normal. You know, I think in today, so many people stay with a toxic spouse and they don't realize 
that their actions, you're teaching your child, you're molding your child to think that this is normal. And so it's harder to break that cycle if you stay in that cycle. So I think it's very good and very brave of you to know that you can do this on your own because it shows your son how strong you are as a woman that you don't have to depend on anyone else. You can do this by yourself. And so I think that's wonderful, especially someone at your age. Um, you do. You seem very, very mature for your age. And, you know, I just wish there were so many people out there like that, you know. And I was going to ask you, like, what advice would you give for young mothers? But um, I think you pretty much nailed that with, uh, you know, letting people know, like, no, you can do this on your own. And that's the most valuable advice you can give somebody. Yeah, I think um, the first time that I helped one of my friends, uh, realized, you know, and she did end up leaving the person that she was with and she got her own apartment and she's doing great on her own. Uh, made me realize, oh my gosh, you can kind of through a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, I'm proud of me. Look at me doing stuff, helping people. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe that's your calling in life. <laughs> <laughs> And no, I commend you. And I, I really thank you for coming on our show today. Um, Cause you're giving so much insight. I mean, you're saying things that someone who's probably 40 or 60 years old, never thought about or you know, dealt with in their life. So I, I think that's really good advice that you're giving to younger people. Thank you. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us and your experience. Um, I'm very jealous of your delivery. <laughs> I am so jealous. I wish I could have slept through that and pushed two times and been done. So you're, you are very blessed. Thank you. It was, like I said, I would do it again. I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it's never going to be that easy again. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's what I fear. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. <laughs> But okay, Anna, thank you so much for coming to our show, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. All right, thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Her Crown is co-produced by Kimberly Gonzalez, supported by the D5 Group, and it's powered by the Sound United Podcast Studio. If you'd like more information or to be a part of our next Her Crown series, you can reach us at Her Crown Podcast at gmail.com.